Hello and welcome to another episode of Stronger Leaders Shaping Tomorrow. I'm your host, Phil Denner, along as always with founder and president of Alliant Leadership, Joe Denner. Joe, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Phil. How are you? Happy New Year. I'm doing well. Happy New Year to you as well. Uh, it's crazy that it is 2016 already. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, today uh, we're going to be talking about Joe's top 10 books of 2015. And I was actually reading a quote by Richard Steele, uh, and he said, Reading is to the mind what exercise is to the body. Uh, and I think that segues perfectly into the first part of today's podcast, where we're going to be talking about the importance of reading. We have five different things uh, that we're going to be talking about. Uh, that just show the importance of reading, especially in a leadership role. Yeah. So, Joe, you want to talk yeah, a little absolutely. bit about that? Absolutely. I, I am, a, first of all, I, I think there's a personal bias in me regarding this topic because I am a voracious reader. I mm -hmm. love reading. And one of the things I'm really, one of the reasons I'm really excited about this topic today is that uh, I don't think there's been a year in the last 10 years when I've read. Uh, two books or yeah. three books in a year. And so the fact that I actually uh, hit my goal uh, and actually beat my goal of reading at least one book per month and actually wound up, I, I finished at least 15, I think maybe 16 books in 2015, which was a very uh, exciting yeah, thing for great. me. And, and it's because I'm passionate about it and about its importance to leaders. I, I really do believe the old adage that readers are leaders and leaders mm. are readers and so, yeah, we want to walk through a, a few things uh, that we believed uh, are important about reading. So uh, should I go ahead and just start it off? Yeah, let's uh, go over the first one here. All right. So the first one, and by the way, these first three items come from a blog post done by Michael Hyatt. For those of you who may be familiar with him, and if you're not, I encourage you to check out michaelhyatt.com and uh, actually look up his blog post on this, the, the five reasons why reading uh, makes us better leaders. But the first three were the ones that really grabbed me. And the first one is this, uh, is that it makes us better thinkers. Uh, and I believe that. I believe that the exposure to different authors, different genres of, of material uh, are really, really good for us. And bottom line is that Michael says that from the studies that he's done, the research he's done, that uh, it makes us better thinkers and actually improves our judgment and problem-solving abilities. And so I, th mm. I think that's huge because the ability to make sound decisions and the ability to assist in problem-solving in a leadership capacity are, are just uh, really gigantic uh, assets to have. So I think becoming a better thinker is the number one key reason why reading is so important. And, and, and the second one, the second one is that it helps us to master communication. Mm, and, yeah. and that's with both speaking and writing. So it's it really helps with both because the one thing I found for sure is that it expands our vocabulary. And there was something yes, I definitely. read recently that actually said that, that for people that read on a regular and consistent basis, that we are exposed to two to three times the vocabulary of people that are regular TV watchers. Hmm, I could definitely believe that. <laughs> Yeah, and so the bottom line is it makes us more articulate. And I can tell you, yeah. you know, we've we've talked on this podcast before about hiring and the involvement that I've had with helping my clients do hiring. And I'll just tell you right now, uh, if you are articulate, you will absolutely stand out in the crowd 
uh, when looking for a new job. There's just no question about it. I've oh, interviewed yeah. hundreds and hundreds of people over the last 10 to 15 years, and the folks that are articulate stand out clearly. Yeah, I mean, I just remember from communication classes, professors and visiting uh, speakers just saying how communication is such a high priority in the workplace these days and they're looking for students who can communicate articulately Mm -hmm. uh, and just you know well versed Uh, and going back to your first point the better thinkers uh, there's just so much more you can pull from I know that uh, when you are reading you can pull from so much more than you know what you're seeing around you so it's just I you know like you said it's very important and uh, if you are just joining us for the first time uh, again, we're here with Joe talking about uh, the importance of reading. We're going over his top 10 books of 2015. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to listen to any other any of the other podcasts, uh, visit joedenner.com and go to the uh, services tab and to the podcasts. Feel free to also subscribe to Joe's blog. Uh, you'll also receive his uh, ebook as a free gift with that subscription. Um, and it's definitely, definitely great, great material. You could add that to your uh, 10 books for this coming there year. There you go. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> All right. So uh, to continue, what is, uh, what is the third reason? Yeah, number three is that it helps us to relax, yeah. and, and that's really critical. Yeah. According to a study done at the, the University of Sussex, it, uh, it helps reduce stress more than walking, listening to music, or having a cup of tea or coffee. Uh, and the person responsible for leading the study said that losing yourself in a book is the ultimate relaxation. Yeah, that's that's huge because, as you and I both know, uh, we we live in a stress-filled world. Amen. And <laughs> and and, in, and in this stress-filled twenty-four-seven, three-sixty-five world uh, that we live in, the ability to really, really relax is significant. So again, I I encourage you to get into some books uh, and a variety of books. Uh, we're not going to, because you'll be, you know, once we start getting into my list, you're going to notice uh, pretty soon that it's not just business books. It's yeah. not just leadership books that I'm reading. And I think that's important. Well, yeah. And I think, you know, something I would throw out there to people who are not big readers, uh, you know, myself, I, when I was younger, I was a voracious reader, uh, read all the time and, and just the inundation of media over, uh, my life being born in a technology age, mm-hmm. yeah. um, I know that it's been more difficult for me to really get into a book. And so my my mom has encouraged me to really read some harder books. Sure. And I would throw that encouragement out as well because it really will uh, work that executive portion of your brain and it will really help you. Um, and, and while it's working, it is relaxing you though. Yep. So. Yep, Absolutely. And the fourth, uh, the fourth reason that I think reading is important is that it sparks new ideas and creative thinking. Uh, I think if mm. you stay in the isolation of your own mind and even just in your own team and of people that you're dealing with, you're really, really going to severely limit your exposure to the ideas, to the thoughts, even if they're ideas that are contrary to what you believe in, whether it's philosophically or even just um, you know, you're a, an approach to uh, a particular market or a particular industry or a particular way to, to market your product. Uh, I think exposing yourself to those ideas uh, is huge in getting those creative juices flowing. And I, I find that reading certainly 
certainly has helped me in the writing of my blog. It mm. has certainly helped me in the writing of my ebook uh, and and many other ways, which really leads into the fifth reason that I believe it's important, and that's it makes us a better resource for others. And as a leader, I just want to encourage you, one of the best things that you can be to your team is a resource. And the more you're reading, the more exposing your mind to other things, the better resource you're going to be for others. And that's just uh, that's a great one to finish off our list of five important reasons why you should become a reader. And I'll just say one other thing. Uh, again, maybe you're busy, maybe you're on the move, and you really don't feel like you can read or reading's not your your favorite thing. I would strongly encourage you to start listening to audiobooks, whether mm. you commute uh, in a car or on a train. Uh, boy, it is so easy to get audiobooks today. And the really cool thing is that now, um, especially with Kindle, you can uh, you can also subscribe to this uh, service called WhisperSync, and it will act, it'll actually uh, synchronize what you're reading. Uh, electronically on your iPad or your other mobile device with what you've been listening to huh. uh, in the car. And so you don't have to keep track of where you left off from one type of device to the other. And it's awesome. It's really, really cool technology <laughs> and uh, will benefit those of you who really are would rather be a, an audiobook uh, partaker. So Yeah. And I mean, I would say that if you can really try to make some time uh, to take a break, even if you have a very busy schedule. I know we took uh, last weekend to just, you know, go away for a while and just relax, and it really does wonders for you if you Absolutely. can just relax for a little bit and uh, read a book. Um, and so I definitely would encourage you to do that. So let's move on to uh, the 10 books, Joe. Um, you want to talk a little bit about the first one? Yeah. Yeah, so these are my 10 favorite books of 2015. And the first one is by far and away my favorite. As a matter of fact, I've already started rereading it in 2016. My, mm. my goal is to read 18 books this year, and it is the number one book on my list. And I've actually uh, already gotten more than 10% of the way through it uh, over the weekend, as Phil mentioned, as we got <laughs> away for some downtime. And just really, really love this book because it really woke me up because I'm a I'm really, really big into time management, into efficiency, into productivity. And, and so I'm always looking for tips and hacks and tools to improve my personal productivity and, and, and recommendations that I can make to my clients. But what this book did is it pointed out that that the management of our energy, and I don't want to, we don't have time to dissect it on this yeah. podcast, but there are four different types of energy that we have. And the point of the book is that the management of our energy is far, far more important than the management of our time in our ability to be consistently, sustainably high performers. Yeah. It talks about the importance of diet. It talks about the importance of exercise. It talks about the, the really important concept of stress and recovery. So real quickly, the analogy I would give is when you go to the weight room and you you lift, you what you're doing is you're, you're actually creating little micro tears in your muscles as you go past your normal limits carefully. And then over the next 24 to 48 hours, as those muscles get rest, they actually heal and are come out stronger than they were before. And what Tony Schwartz and Jim Lair, the authors of the book, say is that the same concept applies to us emotionally and mentally. 
And one of the things we're doing is we're just stressing ourselves out way too much. We're overworked Mm -hmm. and we don't build in enough recovery time. And we're not talking about, you know, days and weeks of vacation. We're talking about learning how to, uh, just as an example, to operate in 90-minute sprints, if you will, and then build in simple 10, maybe 15 minutes at the most breaks every 90 minutes uh, just to uh, kind of metaphorically catch your breath and allow yourself to relax. And uh, just I, I so strongly encourage you to read the book because it's not just uh, theory and concept. The book is full of case studies where they show you actual outcomes of corporate Uh, level people and business-minded people who have come to their training and to come have have, uh, you know been under their tutelage and the the enormous difference it's made in their lives and and I can just personally testify that that book made an enormous difference on my energy level in 2015 no question about it yeah I remember you you also gave me an example uh, talking about tennis players yeah yeah exactly those pro tennis players that You'll notice uh, if you ever watch tennis. I I don't really watch tennis, but uh, if you watch uh, between between each point, mm-hmm. uh, they're doing little things that may not be taking more than you know ten to fifteen seconds at most. Right. Yeah. But it's routines that they have learned and gotten themselves into that are actually recharging them. Yep. Uh, and those are the people that are the most successful. And so if you take that into the business world, finding routines, little things like you said, the 90-minute spurt, 15-minute break, things that just help you recharge will make you a lot more successful. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't have to be a lot. So, All right. What, uh, what was the next book? Number two was uh, leader, a book called Leadership and Self-Deception. Uh, doesn't necessarily sound like a thrill, <laughs> thrilling reading, but um, and I'll be quite a candid with you. It can be a fairly painful book to read. And mm-hmm. what I mean by that is that it really, really uh, challenges you to look at yourself and to really, really become aware of how we all fall into this place of self-deception where we think that it's everybody else's fault, that mm. what's going on around us. And, and I won't say a whole lot more about it. It's, it's a book that was written by the Arbinger Institute and just an absolutely outstanding book. It was one of the last books I read of the year. My wife uh, recommended it to me, and it was a powerful, powerful read that I think every leader should read this book and really listen you know, there are parts of it, especially at the beginning, that feel a little bit squishy and soft and a little bit psychoanalytical. But I'm telling you, if you press through it and stick with it, uh, this is a great, great book that will help us, I think, break out of uh, some boxes that we've been living in that have affected our thinking uh, towards ourselves and the way we think about others. So that's that's another really good read. Yeah, definitely. And your third book, uh, Bonhoeffer. Yeah, yeah. I I love the story of Bonhoeffer. I I actually have not had a chance to read that book, but the story well, is, we've, is yeah we've watched incredible. the movie. You and I have watched a movie mm-hmm. together about the life of Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who was a, a Lutheran pastor during World War II and uh, in Nazi Germany. And it this is a big read. It's uh it's about a six hundred page book, uh, written by Eric Metaxas, and and there are other shorter books out there that you could find about Bonhoeffer's life. But this book 
was absolutely wonderful. And I have to be just really honest and say that I'm a major, major history buff. And so the fact that there was a ton of history involved in it, some really detailed looks at Nazi Germany and how this all came about. I mean, how many of us have sat there and wondered how in the world could a country allow something like that to happen? And you know what? Once you read the book, and and especially if you're not familiar with the history, uh, you're going to find that it's not as surprising as you might think. Uh, Nonetheless, uh, horrific, um, but not as surprising when you watch the dynamics of of pre-Nazi Germany. But I'm getting off topic because the really the focus of the book is on Dietrich Bonhoeffer, a man who ultimately laid down his life for his faith uh, as he joined the resistance to try to assassinate Hitler. But what the book is all about is about Dietrich's life from the time he was born until the time that he died and a look at the things that this man wrestled with personally in his faith. So whether you're a person of faith or not, we're all going to face these times in life that are super challenging to what we believe. And and so I just, I, I really recommend it. Again, whether you're a person of Christian faith or not, I found this, to, this book to be absolutely, uh, absolutely uh, just uh, riveting from beginning to end mm. and really challenged me to think about how I look at the world and how I look at some of the things that I hold very dear and what happens when those things are being taken away or or severely challenged. So I, I just think it's a great book off of the leadership kind of topic, if you will, or genre that would uh, really help you to think deeply about uh, how you look at life and what you value. Yeah. And, and for those of you who are listening, and if any of these books uh, that he's already mentioned or that we do mention sound intriguing to you, something you'd be interested in looking into, uh, feel free to go to Joe's uh, website again, uh, joedenner.com. We have a products page. We, we have links to all these books, I believe. Uh, do we have all of the, them? You know what? Um, some of these books I read at the end of the year, and we'll need to get them on there. But yeah, yeah I would say a good portion of these books Most are these already are, yeah. out there. Yep. Uh, so quick way, if you just go through there, um, you can see those along with other products Joe has yep. on his page there. So uh, go ahead and continue, Joe. Okay. So number four is a book by uh, Andy Stanley. Uh, who would, called Making Vision Stick. Now, I, this book couldn't be more than, I don't know, 50, 60 pages. It's a really, really short book, but I'll tell you what, it is powerful. Um, Andy, I believe, has really nailed it in terms of how do we take a vision and make sure that it sticks? And by that, it means that the people in our organizations remember it, get it, are on the same page with us and are all rowing in the same direction. Mm. And he gives you just a very, very simple five-point strategy for how to make vision stick. It's a just a great, great read. I, I highly, highly recommend it. Yeah, vision is is so important, especially as, as a leader. And uh, one of the things that stuck with me most from leadership theory was transformational leadership, which a huge part of that is um, being able to make your vision something of a part, sorry, making your vision mm-hmm. uh, something that those who are following you want to make their own vision. Yep. Um, and being able yeah, to do question. that is so important as a leader. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, number five, number five is probably one of my favorite authors, uh, Patrick Lencioni. Uh, and, and for those of you who are listening to the podcast, I'm sure that uh, 
you may recognize that name, but he is a leader of leaders in this industry and a, and a great writer of, of what we call fables or these uh, narrative stories that teach uh, leadership theory and, and lessons. And this particular book, I, I guess I have to be careful with it, but it's called Getting Naked. And I remember when a client of mine reckon, recommended it to me, I thought, man, I, I got to be careful about that. I got to be careful about writing about that or talking about that and make sure people know what I'm talking about. But really, the bottom line of this is how to be absolutely positively transparent with mm. your customers and how that kind of a relationship uh, just creates deeply lasting and meaningful relationships because they are totally authentic, full of integrity. There's no surprises. Uh, Your customer knows that you have their absolute best interest in mind. And so the, the idea of, and the interesting thing about Getting Naked is that this is the only book that Patrick has written that is actually about his own company. Hmm. And and uh, so maybe I've kind of spoiled the surprise there because that I think maybe comes at the end of the book. But uh, but I'll tell you what, it's a powerful book and will challenge you. It will really, really challenge you, especially if you are the type of leader who is fearful of losing business by being transparent with your clients. I would challenge you to read this book and see why the fear of losing business is a major uh, negative working against you. Uh, so that's Getting Naked by Patrick Lencioni. Just a really, really good mm. read. All right. The sixth one you have here, uh, the story. I I know the story. It's absolutely incredible. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure many of our listeners have seen the movie uh, Unbroken. Tell us a little bit about yeah. that book. So Unbroken is the story of Louis Zamperini, who was an, uh, really an Olympic uh, ready athlete, if you will, who wound up in the military during World War II. His a uh, plane was, uh, you know, shot down and wound up being captured and was in uh, Japanese prison of war camps. And uh, just, I mean, if you got, if you've been, if you've seen the movie, you know, it's just a, an absolutely horrendous, horrendous story. However, it is a story that is so incredibly inspiring. Yeah. Uh, this guy's perseverance, <laughs> his absolute conviction that he was going to survive and that he was going to conquer uh, his enemy, not by defeating them uh, militarily, so to speak, but that he was going to defeat them by a choice of his will uh, to continue on and to not let them steal his life from him. And, uh, you know, I have not seen the movie. Uh, I just don't think there's any way the movie can do the story justice. So if you saw the movie and haven't read the book, I, I really recommend you take a read. I'm I'm a slow reader. Uh, this book's about 300 pages. It would normally take me a few weeks to work through a book of that length, and I think I finished the book in three days. <laughs> uh, I, it was riveting. It was just absolutely riveting, and uh, I think it would be a good thing for you to read. Just because one of the one of the top five qualities that I believe leaders need to be effective is the ability to persevere. Yeah. Uh, without question, it's one of the top. And this book will challenge you uh, and it will encourage you and it will push you to go far beyond what you thought you could endure, not just in terms of physical suffering like he went through, 
but uh, pressing through the kinds of demands and challenges and even failures that we will face as leaders, but we must persevere and continue to the very, very end. So uh, a very inspiring book. Yeah, definitely. I got to read that one myself. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> For sure. The movie is uh, is great. Great movie. Well, very well done, but yeah. definitely does not cover near uh, the amount uh, of details that I have heard uh, yeah. from you and uh, from the rest of the guys that have read it. So number seven. Number seven is uh, a book called Boundaries for Leaders by Henry Cloud. And, and some of you who are familiar with Henry Cloud may be much more familiar with his book Boundaries. Uh, but this is a book called Boundaries for Leaders. And I'll, I'll just really sum it up this way, is that I, I would say the key phrase from Henry's book, Boundaries for Leaders, is that you, as especially for those of you who are senior leaders, those of you who are entrepreneurs, business owners, CEOs, uh, in the C-suite of, of small to medium-sized businesses especially, he says, you are ridiculously in charge. And his point there is that you and I, as leaders, get what we allow or what we create. Too often we blame our staff, our team, the economy, uh, you know, the political realm and, and government intervention, all this. And he says, you know what? You, as the owner, you, as the senior leader, are ridiculously in charge and you absolutely positively get what you create or allow. Again, another, to me, must read, a very yeah. challenging book, but a, a, a book full of, of great resource. All right, number eight. Number eight is a book called Influencers, and I, I won't go through the list of names. There are five different authors uh, of this book. Uh, if you've ever heard me talk about or you, you can actually find on my site a book called Crucial Conversations. Great book. Awesome book. Uh, same authors. Uh, same authors wrote this book, Influencers, and it is all about how to bring about change. So I don't think there's a leader uh, alive who hasn't grappled with the challenge of how do I bring about change in my organization, whether it's simple introduction of new policies or whether there are major brand shifts, whatever it may be. We all know the challenge of leading through change. And this book, Influencers, gives six key principles of how to successfully bring about change. And, and it's full of case studies, just absolutely jam-packed with case studies. The, the most important one being, and the name is escaping me right now, but the most important one being uh, an organization out in San Francisco that, is, uh, that employs only, um, only people who have, have been in prison. Hmm. And uh, drug addicts and people who have who have literally, uh, you know, uh, you know, a list a mile long of of the charges against them and the you know sentences that they've served. And they have some of the top rated businesses in all of San Francisco. Huh. And and it's all. So this book captures a lot of what the lady who started this organization has done to literally bring about transformation in the lives of these individuals and uh, just really good book. Um, it's a challenging book. It's a, in some ways, a very academic book. And so I'll just, uh, I'll warn you about that is that this is not an easy read and it's also not something that's super easy to apply, 
But uh, I, 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 again, I strongly recommend if you are looking for a way to how to, how to influence change in your organization or others, uh, influencers is is an outstanding outstanding resource. All right, number nine. Number nine is a book called Amplified Leadership by a gentleman named Dan Ryland. He's actually an exec the executive pastor at Twelve Stone Church in I believe it's Georgia. Uh, and so this is a this is primarily for people who are in ministry or nonprofit leadership. Uh, I'm not saying there aren't things that you could glean from it as a as a someone in the in the for profit world, the business world. But I, I would say very very uh, clearly that this is a book, especially for ministry leaders or nonprofit leaders, on how to grow and um, and multiply leaders in a what is going to primarily be a volunteer uh, organization. All right. And finally, number 10. And number 10 on my list is, is and these are not in order of importance, but number 10 is is the Bible. Uh, and again, I know for some of you, that's that's not something that you want to read or not are not interested in reading. Uh, but the Bible is super important to me in my life. And, and I actually committed to reading through the entire Bible in one year. And I followed a very uh, rigorous program. Uh, to do that, and by rigorous, I mean it just you know it kept me on it day after day after day, and it was just a, a really refreshing, refreshing experience uh, as a Christian to read through the entire Bible in a year, and and uh, it's a part of my daily life and my daily discipline anyway. But I've typically taken more time to read through things, and this year I really worked very carefully all the way through in a chronological fashion through the Bible, and I just thoroughly enjoyed it and highly recommend that practice to everybody else. All right. Well, thanks so much, Joe. Uh, Before we finish, I know we're running out of time here, but there's something that I'd like to talk about real quick. Sure. Uh, Something that we're both very, very, very excited about. Yes, yes, we are. That is... Our first product launch. Uh, this product is seven days to becoming a great manager. And this product is based off of a workshop we recently did uh, on material that Joe has been developing over the last five years. Uh, but core, the core principles have come from his last 20 years of managing and leadership yeah. experience. Yep. Uh, a long time coming. Yeah. And it's it's an absolutely incredible incredible product. Uh, I was uh, blessed to be able to uh, take part in that workshop. And I know that uh, he's been able to do this workshop for many, many businesses already. Um, and it's just, it, it's a it's a great impact on your business. Yeah. And it's going to be an online resource. It'll be delivered through an online content portal uh, that people will be able to access 24, 7, 365, whenever you have time to, to take uh, the material on it'll be given in small bites and chunks uh, with plenty of tools with plenty of resources to go along with the video teaching content and so again as Phil said we're, we're super excited about it and it's going to be coming out uh, about the third week of January so that's uh, very exciting and coming faster than we can imagine yeah definitely and we are going to be doing a webinar on Monday January 25th on the six biggest mistakes you're making as a manager and this is a part of uh this kind of a introduction part to this product, give you mm-hmm. a little bit more information on it. Uh, so be definitely looking for it on our social media. We'll be posting information about that. Um, you can also visit our contact us page at joedenner.com um, or shoot us an email at info at joedenner.com if you want to make sure we uh, send you an invite to that. So oh, yeah. definitely do that. 
All right. Uh, anything else, Joe, you want to add before we uh, finish things out? No, I, just, I think the main thing I would just say is be intentional about reading. It's not going to happen by accident. Yeah. Uh, be intentional. Don't worry about reading as much as I did. And, and maybe for some of you, reading as much as I did is nothing. So the point is this. Be intentional. Uh, read different genres of material. Don't just read business books. Broaden your horizons. Expand your mind mm, and yeah. improve your leadership. All right. Well, Joe, thanks again so much for uh, spending the time here with us today. Yep, my pleasure. And with that, I want to thank you all for listening in with us today. As always, I'm your host, Phil Denner, inviting you to join us next time, February 3rd, for another episode of Stronger Leaders, Shaping Tomorrow.